my dragonflies. Welcome to the Tea and Lilies podcast, a show created to talk about life, relationships, mental health, skincare, and more. Most importantly, a place to ask questions and take a deep dive and look into our inner self, a full mind and body experience. Now let's get started. I'm your host, Marissa. Hello everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. So what is love bombing? Well, love bombing involves when a partner, and again, this is going to be general to any gender, male, female, whatever you consider yourself, this is for everyone. It's when your partner continuously bombs with affection, flattery, compliments, the attention that they give you can come in so many different ways, whether it's gifts, long-winded text messages, long phone calls, social media interactions or posts, lots of pictures, passionate declarations of love, really. But love bombing isn't purely altruistic. People technically use love bombing because they also want to feel praised and adored. Now, typically we see this in people who are narcissists, but we also can see them even if they're not. So therefore, they will lavish their partners with all of the gifts, attention, love, and flooding them with things hoping and expecting that their partners will do the same in return. So what are the, some of the signs of love bombing? It could be someone wanting to know everything about you right away, like first, second date, and they want to know your social security number, where you grew up, your mother's maiden name. Well, that might actually be a different type of person you should watch out for, But either way, both are a concern. They want to share all of their personal information and tell you everything from their childhood up until what they had for breakfast. And they want you to do the same. Needing constant, I mean constant, validation. They also might pressure you into committing, whether it's into a relationship or something you don't feel comfortable with. And of course, they're going to say all the right things because that's how they get you hooked. They're going to hear you talk about yourself and all of your needs, wants, concerns, and all of a sudden they're going to be the exact person you were looking for. This must be a sign. This person understands me. They hear me. They see me. There's also typically a lot of intense cleanliness. So they want to be around you all the time. They want you to be around them all the time, whether it's text, phone, or in person. And of course, as I stated before, over-the-top expensive gifts that really don't fit when they're giving to you. So an example might be on a second date, they're giving you diamond earrings just because. Well, gifts are great. Diamonds are great. But it doesn't fit. 
it's so early on to be receiving any kind of gifts like that. But this is also on top of everything we listed above as well. Immense jealousy when you're with anyone else. It could be your mom, dad, sibling, children, a pastor, anyone. They're just jealous that you're not with them and giving them your full attention. We will definitely see that a lot too once couples, whether married or not, or in a full partnership or not, become pregnant because then a lot of different things start to come out, which we'll get into into another episode. But then all of a sudden, they've dropped this bomb of affection and attention and then they're just gone. They just kind of fall off the face of the earth. They stop texting all the time. You don't hear from them. They don't call as much. They're not wanting to show up or spend time with you. They're cold or withdrawn. It just doesn't fit. How could this person that was giving you so much attention and being so present for you for so long, all of a sudden just stops just for no reason. It's not because they're studying or had a family emergency. They just, they're kind of just done. So as I was continuing to do some research for this and just things that I went through and friends went through and people that are more experts in this field, I was asking more questions for some reasons. And there are a lot, as you can probably imagine. So some of that stuck out to me, I'm going to name some of those. And there's just a you know small handful. And if you do want more information on me to go more in depth or to talk about more reasons for this, just send me a little DM on the podcast Instagram, and I can always feel free to do another episode about this. So one of them is to build themselves up. So like I said, typically you see the love bombing more with narcissists. And they are master manipulators. This is what they do. So they're very good at this. They strive to give the appearance of being the perfect boyfriend and girlfriend all the time. And this happens, again, through excessive gifts and compliments. And for sure, they want to do it in front of people for everyone else around them to think, oh my goodness, you have the most amazing partner. You're so lucky. Another one that I found was to receive adoration in return. So typically, again, all of these pretty much are going to refer to narcissists, but it definitely does not stop there. A person doesn't have to be a narcissist to do this. But when they start the love bombing and while you're in the process of it, they're only concerned with themselves. They're not doing this for you to make you feel better. They're doing it to feed their supply, their need. They want to be seen as amazing and wonderful. So they're doing it for them. So when they when you start receiving the gifts from them and compliments, again, they're re- wanting to receive it back. They're wanting that constant attention. They want you to feed that supply. Also, it's a form of control. And as I stated before, manipulation. Once someone flatters you with excessive adoration, over time, that adoration will 
dissipate, start to disappear. So this then allows someone to start controlling and potentially could lead to abusive behavior. That way they'll reshape you into the image that they want you to be. So the love bombing helps to create this sense of loyalty and love. And then they want that back from you. And then when they take it away, you're almost like scraping for breadcrumbs. Like, I don't, I don't understand. What did I do? Should I be doing something different? And then they have you hooked. It's like a drug that you want more and more of, but, and you didn't know you wanted it. And you're not even sure why you want it, but you do. And of course, it's going to be you having to fix it because they're not going to fix it ever. It can also be a way to trap someone in the relationship. It can be used to butter someone up, to get things that they want from them, convince people to be and stay in a relationship that the other person knows isn't healthy, but it's a way to keep you. Then once in the relationship, the abuse starts all over again. It's very similar to kind of battered relationships to where a batterer will be awful and do unspeakable things. Then bring someone flowers or chocolates or take them out to dinner and apologize. It will never happen again. I am so bad. I'm so horrible. How could you ever forgive me? How could you ever love me? And we think, hmm, maybe, maybe they really understand this time. I should give them another shot. And then it happens again. And the cycle continues, as you probably all well know. This also allows you to see your own boundaries. So if you accept these kind of gifts, the person, especially the narcissist, feels they, that you have lowered your boundaries to invite them into your life. So they know what they're doing is wrong. But they think, hmm, she allowed it. So I'm clearly better than her or him. So this is okay. They're allowing me to do it. This is fine behavior. So they continue. So some other things that I found as well are some stages of love bombing. So there are many stages and little nuances in between all of them. But the ones that stuck out to me are the ones I wanted to kind of go over in this, in this episode. So the first one is kind of the beginning stage when they idolize you, the ideal phase. Your partner idolizes you and names every positive thing about you, again, floods you with flattery in order to gain your trust and affection and loyalty. And it's a way for them to gain power in their relationship. They're giving you the supply. They're giving you what you need or what they believe you need. Because in return, you're really feeding their ego. You're feeding their narcissistic supply. The second phase goes into what I read called devulsion. So this is when a partner feels they have your complete trust, your complete loyalty. You are their ride or die. Then they start to manipulate you. They start to devalue you. 
especially when you're straying away from your support system. Because they think that you are less than them, they will continue to continuously get you away from anyone that supports you. They will start to isolate you from your closest friends, family, coworkers, peers, even children. This is meant to increase their own self-esteem, of course, by putting you down in any way they can, especially because you've told them so many important things and secret things about you that they know how to hurt you. They know how to push that button and poke and poke and poke until you get to a point of explosion. And again, they do this to feed that need, to feel superior to you and to everyone else because they can't let someone see them with their mask off. Then the last phase is discarding. So pretty self-explanatory, but in regards to love bombing, the person loses interest in you and in the relationship. They got their supply. They got what they needed. They feel good. So they leave. Just gone. Again, as I said, kind of just ghosting you. Whether they return or not is going to be up to the person if they can continuously get supply from you. If they feel that it won't take much for them to act up and then for the person to take them back. This stage really can be so devastating and make you feel like your world's turned upside down or you don't know what's real or not. Even if the person you're with is a narcissist or not, no one likes to feel discarded. No one wants to feel devalued or put down for things that are so valuable and meaningful to that person. And now it's being used against you and will continue to be used against you. So how can you protect yourself from love bombing? So there are lots of different ways, of course, seeking help is one of the biggest ones. Finding a counselor, a therapist, someone you can talk to, your friends, just trying to get some grounding can be really helpful. Meditation, knowing your own boundaries and setting them and knowing yourself and asking yourself tough questions. Am I in this because I want love? Am I in this because I don't know if there's anybody else? So asking yourself those tough questions. And flagging any excessive attention. So if you are getting all of those gifts or kind of the list of things we talked about early on in the relationship, remember kind of that saying, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Beware of your own vulnerabilities. If you're coming from an emotional state, if you're coming from a detached family, if you're having your own drama, or you've learned to feel love strictly through gifts or through pain, then you're going to be more vulnerable. If you're someone who wants to help people and, and or fix people and think, I'm a kind and good person, I can help them. I want to help them. 
because you want to help everyone, which is a great thing, but you're at a higher risk, especially for a narcissist. Run down your own kind of checklist about what a healthy relationship even looks like. If you didn't grow up in a home where healthy relationships were around you, then it'd be good to figure out what you want, what you need in a partner, and what you're willing to do. And if some of those things are non-negotiables, don't negotiate them because this person's giving you so much attention. Your boundaries are your boundaries. Set them and stay firm in them. In a thriving relationship, of course, there's many things we look for, but some of them should be a standard, such as listening, empathy towards each other, self-regard, or regard for the other person's feelings and needs and wants, compassion, and mutual respect. If you don't respect the person, you don't trust them. Those are red flags that we should be looking at and thinking about and discussing. Communication is also huge. If the person's not willing to communicate with you, you don't feel you can because it's going to cause a problem or it's going to be another argument or it's going to give you the silent treatment. Again, it can be he or she. That's an issue. That should be a red flag. Communication is key to any relationship, whether it's with a romantic partner or not. It is key. So stay focused on the reality of the situation, the reality of the relationship. Not what people are seeing on the outside, but what's really going on behind closed doors. And by looking at the bigger picture, can this person truly be a good partner to you? Can you be a good partner to them? Don't make red flags into green flags because you want a relationship, because you really want love. Love comes from you first before anyone else. And when you're in a good place and in a safe, not only mental state, but physical state, emotional state, you're going to be much better off and be able to find people who are genuinely going to love you and care for you and respect you. And that's all any of us want for the most part. So I hope some of this was helpful in learning about love bombing. Again, if you do have questions, please feel free to send me a message. And that's going to be at T. Lily's podcast. And I will have the information listed in the show notes below. But I thank all of you and appreciate your time and listening to me. I definitely will continue to keep uploading more. And if you have suggestions for things you would like to hear in a wide range of things, please let me know so I can get those answered for you. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of the day, an amazing week, an amazing month. We will definitely be catching up soon. Thank you again. And I appreciate all of you. I'll talk to you again soon, my dragonflies. Bye.
Before we end today, I want to thank you all for listening and participating in this podcast. Welcome to the Dragonfly family, everyone. And I will be with you again soon. But before you go, remember to follow this podcast. Give it a like and leave a comment. You can also chat with the rest of the community by following me on Instagram at tlilliespodcast. I will leave all the links in the show notes below. Have a great day, my dragonflies. I'll see you soon.